ladies and gentlemen, how's everybody doing? Good morning, good morning. Feels so good. I don't drink no coffee, but I know some folders somewhere around because I'm feeling good. Uh, <laughs> how's it? How you doing over there, chocolate girl? I'm doing great. Denny Dan, Dennis, 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 Ignorant Thinker Podcast, Holmes. I am doing great this morning. Excuse the voice. It's a little hoarse, yeah, but I'm like here. Sound like you was doing karaoke last night. No, nah, man. No karaoke, scaryoke, noni-noki, nothing. I wasn't doing any of that. Okay. The cold trying to get me. But like Sweet Brown said, ain't nobody got time for that. So no, nah, I'm kick, I'm kicking this cold. I got the cold almost kicked. Got me some tea right here. Now, yeah, it's gonna be gone. Now, now you know, now for our special listeners out there who listen to us each and every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Thank y'all for showing up. I want to ask you, did you make sure you made your famous uh, tidy? Of course I did. No liquor though. There's no liquor in my special. Oh, mm -mm, no liquor in mine. Oh, Lord. Mm -mm. Anyway, listen, uh, today, you know, it's a very special <laughs> show. Today we are doing for better or for worse. Uh, we are talking about love, marriage, and divorce. All right? And we have a very special guest on. Our favorite sister, Mrs. Sheila Mullen, is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Clap it up, clap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Clap it up, clap it up. Hey, everybody. Welcome, big sis. Welcome. You've seen her in the comments, folks. Now she's here live with us on the show. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm not a figment of your imagination. I'm no, real. she's not. She is a real person. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, well... Sharon, I, you do have to ask the questions for today, so I'll let you leave. You know, do what you do best. Well, unfortunately, our other guest was not able to be here. So since my sister and Dennis have some things in common in terms of relationships, I thought it'd be interesting if I interviewed the both of them about the subject matter that we're, we're having today. So we named it For Better, For Worse. Because when you get married, you're supposed to get married for better, for worse, good times, bad times, whatever times when you get married. And I figured, you know, we could ask some questions about that. Um, Sheila's been divorced now. How many years, Sheila? About 10. It's about it's 10 years 10 ago. Years. Yeah. And um, D Dennis is on the way. Yeah, right. I'm, uh, I'm officially one year paper signed. Let me just say Okay. That. All right. So he's on the way. So we got an old G and we got a new G. And I figure I interview both G's and we could get some different perspectives. How's that sound? Can y'all hear me okay? Good. All right. So listen. It's gonna be some fire in here today, folks. Make sure you put any questions you've got for these people for these uh, guests today in the comments. So thank y'all for tuning in. As always, we so appreciate y'all. Um, first of all, everybody knows the Chocolate Girl, but everybody doesn't know the woman behind the Chocolate Girl. So 
Sheila, won't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You don't have to go into a whole bunch of personal stuff, you know. This is social media, so you, you know. But go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get some perspective. Besides being my beautiful sister. Well, I live a few minutes. Um, so we're from Ohio, as Sharon has already shared, and we moved to North Carolina. And we both have children. We had great parents, great parents. Uh, just think of the Jeffersons in some ways. Um, and then I have two daughters and um, two granddaughters. Each one of my daughters has a granddaughter. I'm still in the working uh, working force, so uh, not ready to retire yet. Still have a lot to give. And uh, on a social perspective, um, I, I love to travel and uh, watch like the podcast. I'm always a learner. That's one of the things I do all the time. I'm always reading and trying to learn new things and apply it. But I also like to have fun. And um, let's just say I, um, my lifestyle does not reflect my age. <laughs> That's it. Wow. How so? Well, I'm a little bit more active than what young people, at least when I was younger, what I perceived a person my age would be doing at this time. But I still love to go out. I love to go uh, dress up and go to the formals. But then I also like to go to the food truck rodeo and to museums. And I just like to be out and active. And then I, I also like to be at home. So I'm a, I'm a chameleon in that way. I love sports. And so I just like to do things. I, I'm very active. Okay. All right. Do you do you stay at home do you, and settle? Do you do you care to disclose what that age is if you want to? You don't have to if you don't. That's totally up to you. I'll just say I've been very vocal about what my age is. So that's up so to I, you. So I just celebrated my 60th. <laughs> yay! Yay! <laughs> I call her six so Don't tell nobody else that. I did <laughs> it in style. My daughters threw me a fabulous 60th birthday party. They and sure it did. Was wonderful. But um, yep. but again, I still have the social. I you know I like to be social and like to be out. So um, so don't let that age fool you. Uh, that's true. That's true. Okay, so Dennis. I know they know you as a think ignorant thinkers podcast, the hardest working man in the podcast business. But give a little bit of background on who you are, where you're from, what you repping, and what you uh, like. I'm Dennis Holmes from uh, Philadelphia, North Philly. Um, I'm also uh, a big sports <laughs> fan. I love sports. Um, I love. Um, I also love to go out and go places. You know, I, um, I'm a guy who loves to travel and I go to wine tastings. I'll do formals. I, there's not really too many places that I won't go. Let me just say that. You know, um, I'm starting to like this brunch thing. These daytime, uh, these daytime uh, parties are, are, are amazing. Let me just get that out the way. They tell, are live, aren't they? Tell, you don't have parties just because it's dark outside. Wait a minute. 
Right. Tell like everybody, party, tell know, everybody why I'm laughing. Party. Tell no, them why because, I'm laughing. This. Because last <laughs> last night we was talking. Uh, uh, I was talking with Ron. Me, Ron, and uh, and, and Chocolate Girl was talking. And Ron was like, "Oh, what y'all doing over there tonight? Drinking?" I said, "No, no let me tell you something about women. They will, they will drink you under the table during a day party. All right, they enjoy themselves during day parties." I said, "You got to get out there to these day parties because they, they are some of the best things to go to." Soon as I get the right situation together, I'm hosting a lot of day parties. That's what I won't be doing. Nighttime, yes. everybody want to be shooting. Nah, I'm all right. I'll be there. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, Sheila, we have to start planning our Philadelphia trip soon because, you know, the chocolate girl has to be there for the, the day party. That's our thing. I'm ready. But um, you ready? I'm ready. That too. gas will go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, Dennis. Um, so let's get into some of these hot topics. OK, I'm ready. All right. You sure you might you, you might need some liquor. But anyway. So here's my first question, you guys. Before your marriage, did you have serious relationships before that? Where you before your your married relationship? And if so, did you think that those relationships prepared you for your marriage? And why don't we let our guests go first with that one? So I got married young. I was only 20. And so, uh, and I had a lot of, let's say, friend boys. I didn't have a lot of boyfriends. So I would say, no, I didn't really have a, a really serious, mature relationship. Therefore, was not as prepared. The relationships did not prepare me for the marriage. All right, got you. What about you, Dennis? Um, I, I've had serious relationships before I got married but mm -hmm. that's, I mean I'm gonna say it gave me some type of preparedness but not not enough not enough no not so enough. it's, it's kind of like similar to what Sheila was saying uh, because they were they were any of them mature serious relationships or just they were they were mature but um it just wasn't um you know, I expected the marriage to be just like the relationship. That was my thought. The marriage and relationship gonna be the same. All you did was sign papers like that. That was my thought. You know, I was hundred percent wrong. Oh, we we might have to get into some differences later. That's a that sounds like a teaser right there. The teaser. All right, let me write that down. Okay, so out of your years of marriage, each one of you can say how many years you were married and out of those years of marriage how many years would you say were good like great did you have good years and bad years or did you have just you had a great marriage just bad moments how would you describe it i've heard it described in two different ways um, so let's let's go dennis first on this question married four years and i want to mm -hmm. say two of them was good <laughs> I want to say so. I, I guess what Chris Rock said was right. You know, half your marriage is good years; the other half is. Uh, um. Now, those good years did that include your first year? Yeah, the first year was, uh, which was okay. crazy. Because everybody tell me the first year is supposed to be bad, but the first year was real good. That's great. If you had to 
put one word on it besides good. If you were to describe it in a word, how would you describe it? In a word, I would. Uh, the first year was everything I expected out of a marriage. Okay, so it was expected. Yeah, it was the, the expectations. Um, you know, every, everything was going well. I mean, even through some bad times, like in the first year, I lost my job. But we mm -hmm. still, you know, we talked about it, worked through it, and I got another job, like, right after that. Mm -hmm. And she kind of held you down through that. That's that's a good thing. Yeah. All right. All right, Miss Sheila, Sister Sheila, same question for you. So I would say that um, many years were good. Um, but I think it's more of a combination. I think every year had good moments and challenging moments. So it was more balanced, I guess, is the best way of describing it. Mm -hmm. um, there were some very tough years. Um, I mean, we were married almost 30 years. So, you know, life has a way of working on anybody over a period of time. And we were able to weather many, many, many storms together. Um, and then we were able to celebrate many victories. Um, and so I, I say it was more balanced. That's good. That's good. Because I, what I like to see, even in terms of divorce, after the divorce, I like it when, when people get divorced, they're able to reflect back and they focus on the positive rather than a negative. Okay. Like for you, Dennis, what is something that came positive that resulted from your marriage? Even though it was only four years, I'm sure there was a lot of positive things that you packed within that four years of time. So I'm asking, Nate, talk about something positive, really positive that happened because you were in this marriage with this woman? Um, I got over my fear of flying. Awesome. That was that was the number one positive thing. The uh, first, first plane trip I took was the uh, trip to New Orleans. That was the first ever plane trip I ever took. Mm -hmm. yeah, was it with her? Flying. Yeah. It was with her. I got over my now, was this, was this just for a vacation or your honeymoon or what was it? Um, this was actually for uh my uncle's birthday he's a he's a big jazz fan so yeah. we went down there for a couple of days um for jazz so yeah shout shout out shout out to uncle uh uncle two so shout out to him all right and you had a good time yeah had a good time. <sighs> okay i love Did new orleans you? let me just say that i love new orleans i've never been there have you sheila I'm in New Orleans. Mm -mm. Yeah, me either. I've, I've always wanted I to guess go. we need to go. Yeah, I always wanted to go. Ever since mom went that time, I wanted to go. I've always wanted to go. That's one of the places on my list to go ever since we were kids. But, um, <clears throat> but Dennis, how did your wife play a role in that? In, in uh, you actually doing that? Well, one, one of the things she was, you know, she was saying, like, we, we need to travel more, get out more. And you know, I was mm -hmm. I was just cool with going on cruise ships or uh taking trains or maybe a bus somewhere. 
But I was, you know, I was always scared to fly. You know, she she gave me the courage to get out there and go ahead and start flying. And then after that, you know, I've been pretty much everywhere flying now. Anywhere I want to go, I just get on the plane. And you sure do. And be on the cheapest plane ever. Like for a guy who was just scared to fly just three years ago, be on the cheapest plane ever. <laughs> you're like, you flying spirits? Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sheila. It's your turn. Um, I, I, I already think I know the answer to this, but tell us about something wonderful that came as a result of being in this marriage with this individual? There are many positive things. I mean, my oh, whole yeah. lifestyle is um, um, benefited. My current lifestyle um, is as a result of, a lot of it is of a, as a result of my marriage. Um, and of course, my two beautiful girls. My That's daughter, right. Get emotional, but that is a blessing. Uh -oh, uh -oh. Um, you know, calm, they call me Oprah. They call me Oprah. I'll make you cry now. I will make you cry. <laughs> You're not gonna make me cry. I'm not gonna cry on the show. <laughs> Remember that? From? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Jerry McGuire. Okay. Yeah. Um, Don't make so, me cry. Uh, many, 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 many from marriage. I mean. It was 30 years. Um, I saw many, many, many things. But outside of my two wonderful children, I learned more about myself. Um, I, as I said, I got married young. And through that time, you know, I learned more about me. I learned more about relationships. Um, I learned more about, you know, what to do. Sometimes your best lessons are what not to do. Um, so I learned a lot about that. Um, uh, I always say that any relationship, it takes two to tangle. So mm -hmm. when you're tangling, you do good and you, then you have some missteps. And so um, the fact that I'm not married now is a result of a few missteps that both of us have taken, had taken. And um, luckily, we're at a point where we can call each other and talk and it's all good. I wish. And he's wishing me well, I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> and so I learned a lot. I learned a lot and I benefited a lot from it. Okay. That sounds good. So positive things from both of you. And it seems like the spouses that you chose were encouragers in, in certain ways. Like encourage you to be better in certain ways. And that's why these good things resulted. Um, especially your girls, you know, you know, those girls are my heart too. I mean, I love those girls. Like they're my daughters. I know I say that all the time, like a broken record, but that is real. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's your greatest, the yes. greatest um, blessing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I have girls and then now I have two granddaughters. And so, yeah, I mean, there are no words that can describe that. No, it's a different feeling. I was telling Sharon with Dennis, you know, Dennis has a child, but I told him having the grandchild is so different. And you, Sheila, were the one that told me that. And I didn't realize it or feel it until I had my own grandchild. And I mean, it's a special feeling. And those little great nieces of mine, when the, the oldest one, when I hear her come in and says, Auntie, 
I'm 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 all a puddle of 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 love all over the floor. She just makes me melt. You know, IT. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, all she did was speak. You know, crazy. But anyway, so that was a good positive things. I like to keep things positive when we're talking about because this can be a difficult subject to talk about sometimes. Um, what I've been realizing when I'm looking at statistics about marriage, I always every time we do a show, I pull up some statistics about stuff, whatever the topic is, and I'm looking at these marriage statistics, and some of them are just not very good in our country. And so I pose the question, how can how do you guys think we can help people be happily married? What can help you be happy in your marriage? Is marriage counseling always needed or mostly needed? Do, is premarital counseling something that you guys would recommend? Or, or is there anything else? And Sheila, we can start with you on that one. So um, that is a big topic. So um, marriage is a wonderful thing. Um, I, I still believe in marriage. I believe in love. I believe in marriage and it can be a beautiful, your goal needs to be to make sure it's a beautiful thing. And, um, so there are several things I could recommend as you're contemplating one, really look at yourself and, and, and try to figure out what is it you want and what you're willing to commit to and then pray and meditate about it. You you know, anything you do with God, he, God is gonna show you where to go. And, and whatever your religious belief is, whoever you call your God, pray and meditate about yourself in your own personal spiritual walk, the person of interest, pray and meditate about them because you don't want to uh, be attached to someone who is not, they say in the Bible equally yoked, but I would say aligned. Someone who you don't have some commonality with, that you can communicate with, that you can um, um, just do anything and everything with. Um, and then really pray about the relationship um, because sometimes just because you like someone and you guys are great friends or they like you doesn't mean that that is love in the sense of a marital love. Loving someone, I love Dennis, but are you in love with them? That is a difference. And that in love piece is reserved for that special person. And you have to decide, is that really where it is? Because just because you are able to be compatible and great friends doesn't mean that's necessarily your soulmate. And so thinking about those things is important. The other thing um, about counseling. So I think premarital counseling, I would highly recommend it because there are things in yourself. There are things about you you don't know. There are things that that person doesn't know. And then there are things that you can learn about each other and grow together. Um, and marital counseling, premarital counseling and marital counseling 
help bring those things to the surface, bring them to your awareness, because the more you know, the better you do. Um, and what was the other part uh, that you said? You asked, I think you asked. Would, would you recommend uh, the premarital and would you recommend counseling during the marriage? I definitely do. Be because I, I, I say pray through everything. Pray, 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 pray through everything. Um, and I'm not saying prayer. I'm not you know, the over-religious type person. I'm saying really pray. Be spiritual about it. Um but the counseling, a lot of wisdom and insight comes from that. And it would help you as you're entering the marriage. And then once you're in the marriage, it helps you um, keep that momentum going. It's like, you know, marriage is like, boom. you come to the marriage, hey, you're finally in kindergarten. And kindergarten is all fun, you know, your color, your play, you can get a little nap time and a little snack time and a little lunch. That's all great. Then you get to first grade and you have to learn how to read and write. And it gets a little bit more challenging. But the point is, you're still learning. And then you get to third grade with those in the grade tests. That's a tough time. Those, those ELGs are tough. And you might have to get a little tutoring, little refinement, study groups. That's what counseling does. It helps you mature to get over this new obstacle that you don't even know is before you. So, um, I'll leave it at that because I could talk for at least 10 more minutes about it, but there you go. I, I like it. it. I, uh, first I like thing that. I want to say is I, I like your, uh, your analogy of, of, of it's like going to school. I like that. I never thought about it like that, but I like that. I like that. Um, mm -hmm. And you must pray over everything, but um, <clears throat> for a lot of people out there, I would tell them, um, you know, you have to be, you have to be real with yourself, mm -hmm. and and you can't sit there and be like, oh well, I, I don't know if I'm going to tell him this, or I don't know if I'm going to tell her that. You're going to throw that in the trash. If you think about marrying this person, this is who you're supposed to do. Y'all have to talk about everything. If your toenail hurt this morning, you have to talk. You have to talk about everything, <laughs> and then you have to sit there and have those those other conversations with yourself. Like they do say, for better or for worse, which the name of the show is. So if you with somebody and y'all finances are great and y'all doing this and doing that, what if he what if he or she loses all that? Are you still gonna be around? Because it right. sounds good when you're saying it to yourself, but what if it actually happens? What if you lose everything? You think they still be around? Like, what kind of love do y'all really have? Mm -hmm. That's a real question you need to ask for yourself. Premarital counseling, I do believe in premarital counseling. I do believe in marital counseling. Don't just go to anybody. Right. Just because that's your pastor, don't mean that that's the right person. Exactly. Right. Okay. Right. Look around, research. Don't be afraid to ask older married couples questions especially the men because the men tell you a whole different side than the women no offense to you ladies but the men tell a whole different side that's how i learned a lot i learned learned a lot through the men like when i when i got married to my my uh my my wife ex-wife um you know one of the one of the weirdest conversations i had was with her dad and her uncle <laughs> and and they put me to the side and they said listen you only got a chance to ask for money one time that's it. 
And I was sitting there, I was like, I don't think I'm gonna need to ask them for no money. Come on, why would they say that? But they knew that you're gonna go through some rough times in this marriage. Mm-hmm. And listen, I, I know you're gonna go through this rough time. I got you one time. But this ain't gonna be every time thing. And I, you know, I wasn't really sitting there paying attention. I was like, and later on, in like three years in, I was like, that's why they said that. It just took me that much time. I was like, oh. This is why, and this is what goes on. Okay, all right. So, like I said, it's all—it's just certain things that you you need to know, and make sure that's the person that you want to be. But like y'all, y'all might have been together ten years, but once the paper signed, things just got different. It can't just be things got different. You have to talk about everything that you're going through. Mm-hmm. So, are, um, Sharon, very good, I very good. That, uh, Mm-hmm. I want to add to what you know, <clears throat> being able to find other happily married people are important. Um, <clears throat> and I think men do need to talk to men because the women going to talk to women. Um, and I think that provides a nice perspective. I also think that you don't have to necessarily limit your conversations to happily married people. You can talk to people who are single or divorced, but make sure they're not bitter. Right. Um, because the bitterness rubs change, off. It, it gives a totally different perspective. It rubs off. And then don't tell everybody everything. You're, you're talking to them because you're trying to learn. That means you listen. So you listen two times more than you speak exactly so you need to ask questions to listen that's why you have two ears and only one mouth Um, right and then um two when you're picking that counselor dennis made a very important point Mm -hmm. be very selective you want someone who's a licensed counselor it is a difference than someone who just gives good advice, you think. I give good advice, but I'm not a licensed counselor. And a licensed counselor is trained in that relationship and and is neutral to safely ask or make statements that you may not have been prepared to hear. And that sometimes is what you need. And then finally, you know, as you're talking about this relationship, you know, you want someone that you can talk to about everything every day, can take them everywhere and get through everything. Because if both of you lost your job, your house and are living in a car, and coming over my house to eat. Are you gonna still love each other and stick together? Or are you gonna start pointing fingers at each other? It's his fault, it's her fault. Well, she did that. No, you got to still love each other. You want to be there for each other. Your goal is to love and protect and make sure that other person feels love and feels safe and secure Mm -hmm. with Mm-hmm. so that they can be their best in all walks of their life. 
And mm -hmm. if you're not feeling that for each other, you might want to pause. You might want to pause. Okay, I'm off myself. Uh, I'm gonna have to. And I, and I like to add on to something, even though I've never been married. That that safety piece is not only for women. No, I just I just I just want to tell no, my sister, my single sisters out there, you don't have a monopoly on the need to feel safe. Men need to feel safe too. Yes, they, they do. just experience safety in a little different way than we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, you that safety that. and security is very big with men. And they have to know this is the reason why men use terms like ride or die all the time. Mm -hmm. If you get 20 men and 20 women in a room <coughs> and you ask them to talk about their significant other, you know, woman and man, you're going to hear men bring up ride or die That's a right. lot more than you hear women do it. <coughs> I think that's and the true. reason that is, is because women, the woman behind the man, and I don't mean position, I mean behind in terms of the marrow, the bone marrow of a man, the soul, the spirit, the drive of a man, the spirit, all of that of a man comes from that woman. And when they feel some uneasiness about that woman, it just it, they're out of balance and they don't feel safe and men feel safe when they are feel sure when they're not sure they don't feel safe so women we have as much responsibility to make our men feel safe as men have to make women feel safe mm -hmm. i just wanted to get say that part i've learned that just in dealing with men being friends with men watching men and raising a man i just know that from that both of you guys gave some really really good answers i wanted to mention some of these comments right here for what some of the things you've said yes bj i have a cold thank you for asking about my voice thank you bj uh jonathan welcome to the show said folks have to be committed above all without that everything falls apart in his opinion. And I would agree with that. Also, you have BJ to said, trust each other. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, you have to trust each other. And and if you're not willing to tell the truth, don't get in don't get in a relationship. Just just just, just period. Forget yeah, a marriage. Just, leave just don't alone. even get in a relationship don't, at all. Don't don't even get in it. Because see, no. when you're not telling the truth to another person, you're also fooling yourself. True. And believe me. That somebody else is gonna believe that lie you just told. And you're That's right. A lie. It's just, it's just not worth it. So I'm it doesn't benefit. It doesn't benefit anybody. Not it even you. Not even you. BJ also said I had like four couples I looked up to. Now they're all broken up or divorced. So now I want to be the couple people look up to. All I right. think he was directing that on what you were saying. Uh uh dennis about having couples to talk to right and bj said i don't use that because we don't live that lifestyle i don't know what lifestyle he was talking no, about he's talking about ride or die he don't use the ride or die because he don't live that lifestyle but he will blow a player uh, wig cap back blue 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> BJ, I am not talking about ride or die like yeah, Keisha he... in uh in uh New Jack City. I ain't right. talking about how ride or die, okay? No, no, no. When, they, when when they when they refer to when when men refer to the term ride or die and they speaking of their significant other, 90% of the time it's like we've been through almost anything. And I know if I want to be anywhere with anybody, I'm being with my ride or die. Right. That's what they mean. That's right. It's her. She's right. always been there for me. Right. And I'm gonna be there for her too. That's it. June Pierre, welcome to the show, June. He said, my favorite Saturday morning show, the side John. Thank you, June. As always, thank you for being here. Guru, Vic Guru's in the house. He said, Big Skippy feels safe all the time. He's a bundle of joy. Happy Easter, everyone. God bless. And God bless you too, Guru. And uh, prayers and hugs for you and your mom mm -hmm. out there. June said, hey, Sheila, and what up, chocolate girl and Mr. Ignorant Thinker? And uh, June said, hold up. What happened to your voice, chocolate girl? <laughs> Talking too much. That's the problem. No, I just got a little slight cold, little slight cold I, I got from my grandbaby. But it was worth it. It was worth snuggling up with him. So I got a little cold. So we're going to move on to our next set of questions here. So we were talking about this within the confines of marriage. And as I stated, I've never been married, but I've had some wonderful loves in my life. I mean, just wonderful, almost storybook relationships. Okay. But I've never been married, never commingled funds and went down to the courthouse and signed the papers and stood before God and friends and family and say, I'm going to be with you for, I haven't done all that. So I want to ask two married and divorced people or almost divorced people. What's the difference between being a boyfriend or in a girl or a girlfriend and being a husband and a wife? Why get married in the first place? Tell these people out here who, who are thinking, uh, marriage ain't nothing but a piece of paper. See, I know that's a lie. I know it's a lie. It's got to be a lie. So do you agree that it's more than a piece of paper? If you don't, you can feel free to tell us. But what is the difference in the first place? I'm going to go to Dennis first. Um, to me, the difference between, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, in a boyfriend and girlfriend stage, you're trying to, uh, well... I'm going to say, you're trying to build to be married because being married, you know, for a lot of people is the ultimate goal. You know, you want to be loved, married, you want to, you know, have all the better things. You want that one person that you can confine with and talk to and, you know, y'all communication is through the roof to the point that y'all almost got telecommunication. Y'all can have a look at each other from across the room and both of y'all know it is too much time to go. Right, like this, just one look, like it's too much time. You ain't got to do all the extra tap on the elbow a <laughs> couple times. Like, no, 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 one look. That's all it is. Just one look. Right, it's time to go. <laughs> so then, what's the difference with, with? Can't you do that when you're a husband and when you're a boyfriend? No, a lot of people that's that's in these boyfriend girlfriend relationships. Uh, a lot of them. A lot of them are just screwing around. That's just basically what they're doing. They're just screwing around. 
and mm. they, you know, they, they'll say, yeah, we're in love and we like it. Well, if you're in love, then make the ultimate commitment to God and, and make that woman a respectable woman and go ahead and marry her. Well, what about those people who say, well, I don't want to get married. I want to be with this man, but I don't, oh, I don't, I want to be with this woman, but I don't want to marry her. I don't want to get married. BS. I don't want, I don't want the paperwork. I don't want the legal ramifications. I don't want X, Y, and Z, but I want everything else. BS. Really? Yes, BS. Every, every mm -hmm. man said that is BS. Really? You think so? Yeah. Why? I mean, I why do you think? Why do they? Why do you think they say it then, or feel that way? Because they they're not comfortable with their with her. That's why. Like, oh. safe space. If you're not safe for her. Then oh, I ain't marrying you. What? What? No, I like the way it is. You know, they say the BS. I don't want to go through the paperwork and all that. You know, BS. Oh, so the real deal is you think she's just not the one. Oh, but she but she comfortable for the moment. Got you, because you know that's that's what Steve Harvey always said. Yeah. Well, he says now he didn't say that before when he was younger, but he said a man, if a man really wants you, he will do what's necessary and marry you, if he really wants you. If he doesn't ask you to get married, then you ain't the one. That's what he says. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And Miss Sheila. How do you feel about, not necessarily what Dennis said, but what are your thoughts about it? What's the difference in why I get married in the first place? You're on mute, dear. Thank you. Mm -hmm. There definitely is a difference. A boyfriend, girlfriend can come and go. And they are, um, even if you're living together, you're not necessarily financially tied. You're not, it's just different. It's just different. Um, when you're married, you are united as one. And there's just a lot more at stake. Um, when time, um, now, from the financial side and the legal, you know, there are, you definitely are tied to one. You're, you're seen as a unit. And mm -hmm. so the financial ramifications and legal ramifications um, are very beneficial being married because then you can go into things together and build together and et cetera. When you have to get divorced, that can be very challenging trying to separate those things. Um, your other part was so. Let me say this too about the not getting married or getting married at my age. There are serious ram uh, financial ramifications the older you are when you are looking at getting married. They're there when you're younger, but when you're younger, it doesn't seem to, you don't have as much, let's say, to, um, to lose if um, things do not work out. 
Um, it affects your whole, you know, even if things do work out when you're older, it can still affect your financial position. So it, it makes a difference. The um, family dynamics also is different being a younger person getting married versus a more mature person getting married. Because when you're younger, you might be dealing with young children. At my age, I'm dealing with someone's grown children and possibly <clears throat> grown grandchildren. And their perspective and influence is different. And th that, that's a whole nother dynamic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So BJ says, yo, I used to think marriage was just a piece of paper, but once you grow, you understand better. It's so much more than that now to me anyway. And I would have to say, I would agree with that. Uh, he said, F them kids apply to adult kids too. Carlson, you're crazy. FTK. FTK, I know, I know. But, but you know what? But, uh, That's easier said than done. I know, oh, yeah. of, I know of two marriages that they ended up getting a divorce because of, and that is sad to say. Oh. Um, but it is true. The children, the, the adult children, interfered in a manner that sabotaged one relationship so bad that it only lasted a few years. And unfortunately, the man didn't really realize how serious it was until he got into a relationship with his next girlfriend. He saw the same behavior and then he realized, oh my God, the woman of my dreams was right. Got a, got a, and she got away. She got away. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, it, it just, so you have to deal with the adult. Um, and, and how you deal with it, that's a whole nother topic of conversation, you know, a whole nother day. But the point is you have to acknowledge it. When you get married, you're married into a family. Although you're creating your own, they still came from somewhere and other folks. And you you have to understand those dynamics and um, and make decisions on how you're gonna maintain those relationships. So well, that's nice, but what about those people out here who say that's all fine and good, but I have to make those type of decisions and take those type of steps, even though I'm not married. I'm in a relationship with this man or this woman. They've got children. We decided to live together. Their children are in our lives. I, I, we're not married at the courthouse, but I have to do all these other things that a married woman does. What do you say to them to say it's still different? Yeah, damn fool. <laughs> Why, Dennis? Why are they a fool? Because they shouldn't be there. If, if uh, okay. If a period of time has went on, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say five years, if you've been with about five years, and y'all been living together, and not once he proposed, not once he ever said he wanted to be with you, whatever, 
None of that has happened. None of like, oh, let's just go to the courthouse and get married. So I ain't telling you had no big marriage because I, them big marriages, never mind. I'm, we get in that later. But if if ain't nothing come up of a marriage at all, then God just be answering. Well, uh, well, what about the ones that say that both the man and the woman agree, hey, we love each other and all that, but we ain't trying to get married because we don't wanna, we don't want to do all that legal stuff. But he's got kids. I've got kids. We come together. Everything is lovely. We work through our problems, all that stuff. I don't have to be married to do this because I hear this from people. Right. And you so know, and you know good and damn well they lie. Say to them. And you know they lying. And you look right at them and be like, they, they, they both believe that lie. Okay. That's well, they both believe it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I know people who were together for years. They never got married. Yeah. They're old and dead now. They never got married. Then there was another couple. They were messing around for years. And they got married older after their kids grew up, went to college and all that. And then they got married. And then they, you know, so what, that, was there a difference? Um, I don't, I don't know too many of them that uh, actually get married that much later, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. So I, I wouldn't know. Usually it's like, uh, I think the longest I've seen was like 10 years. And that's because one of them was still married. They was waiting on their divorce papers. That's why that one took so long. Mm. But I mean, I mean, if that's what, <clears throat> that's what they want to do, hey, I, who am I to tell you how you're supposed to live your life? If this is how you feel. This is what you want to do. God bless you. Mm. That's all I can say. But don't well, just throw, don't just throw that we don't need to be married again. Just just say just come from where we are. What do you think, Sheila? So everything um, permissible is not beneficial. Hey, that, there you go. There you go. And if if you don't want to get married, I think you need to ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. You need to ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. Is it because you're still waiting on the perfect person? Is it because you're still dealing with Chris over here, Chris being male or female, whichever sex you are, gender you are? Um, or is it because you know you still are thinking that the grass is greener on the other side? Because you get over there and you find out that mess is astroturf. It's not even real grass. I mean, but, it, but it is greener though. But it's astroturf. It is green. Right. <laughs> astroturf um, and your joints so, up. <laughs> ask any football player; they rather play in real grass. That's right. <clears throat> okay. So, you know, I just think you need to ask yourself why. I'm not going to judge it, but I think you need to. And then you need to. Uh oh, your, your, your uh, sound went out. Oh, sorry. Your connection went out a little bit. 
you said it's so funny because you said you need to ask yourself why and then you and it, it cut out i didn't hear it and then you need to ask your significant other why okay. because you know it might be working your relationship might be working but it might be because you're both trying to make something work that wasn't necessarily meant to be. We don't know. And you need to find that out. Because, so here. Mm -hmm. because you know, the person you're meant to be with, you know, I, I do believe in the concept of finding that soulmate. And um, that person you're meant to be with can't be in that spot if somebody else is already there. Hello. He and can't so, come in the front door if the other dude is still in the back. In back I always door. say that. Don't I, mean, I? I always say that. Yeah, <clears throat> it is true. And, you know, for all those people who are, you know, having their friend on the side, you know, that means you're not committed. You're not committed 100%. You're not committed. And, um, you need to ask yourself and be honest with yourself and then make decisions based on what is true, not based on what perception you want to send everybody. Um, make, you know, oh, I don't want to hurt her feelings or I don't want to hurt his feelings. You know what? They're going to be hurt regardless. It's either today or tomorrow. Delaying it ain't going to make it better. You, you, you just have to be real. Be honest with yourself and live in that truth. And that is a very difficult thing to do. Uh, you know, I, it's just a difficult thing to do. Okay. Well, let me get to let me get to some of these comments. Welcome, Leslie Robinson, who said very well said. BJ Samuel said my anniversary is always doing NFL draft weekend. Carlson said to each of their own. What I found is our relationship definitely changed when we got married. BJ said my ex-parents weren't my, his ex's parents were together for 37 years. They got married and the dad passed the next year. And um, Ingrid Thinker said, you grow through what you go through. That's straight from Dindin. And, uh, Carlson said the grass is green wherever I'm at. <laughs> Carlson said arrogant, yes, but then again, confidence is a stain they can't wipe off. Hmm. That's true. Uh, Mr. Hargrove said <clears throat> there really isn't a lot of legal stuff required to get married. However, there can be more legal stuff when one party passes or is injured or sick when you are not married. True. And, uh, but BJ said, that's not true, but I'm gonna sit in my corner and just watch. <laughs> well, okay. Speaking as a person who's been with someone and not married and they ended up going to the hospital, um, <clears throat> you're right. When they got sick, I didn't have rights and responsibilities that his wife would have had without his permission. 
he wasn't incapacitated to the point where he couldn't give me permission though. That was the lucky part of it. I was lucky. So I was able to step in and do all those wonderful things that I do as the chocolate, but I wasn't his wife. Um, so there are some legal things that's involved that you, some rights and responsibilities you don't have when you're not the spouse of a person versus just a boyfriend or girlfriend of the person. And I see it all the time, especially with the women. You know, I'm in insurance, right? A lot of the times I get policyholders calling and they're male policyholders and the woman is calling and she's like, well, I'm his wife. And it says that he's single. So she ain't his wife. Or she says, I'm his girlfriend. I do. I pay all the bills. Or I'm his wife and I pay all the bills. But your name isn't on the policy. I can't discuss the policy with you. And they get irate, some of them. Well, that's a discussion. See, this is this is one of those discussion things that Dennis was mentioning earlier that you need to have before you even get married. I own property. It's in my name. I'm going to add you as my wife. I'm going to add you to the property. She doesn't automatically get that property because she's a wife. And see, that's what they think. That's why the discussion is so important. It, nothing is automatic in insurance. Nothing. You have to understand fully what's on there and what's not. And it's your responsibility as a policyholder to do it. So that's just a little tip from the GED section over here in terms of marriage, because I ain't been there. That's why I'm saying I'm GED in marriage, because nah, I don't have it. I ain't done it. I ain't no wife. I ain't no wife. Good enough divorce. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says no wife experience. You know, they say no life experience. I'm going to put no wife experience on my shirt. But anyway, Okay, so um, this leads me to another great question, though. Um, do you think you and your ex could have made it through the pandemic? Because you have made it in the pandemic through your through with your ex. Dennis, we gonna go to you first because she is laughing so hard. I don't think she can answer right now. She's cracking up. Um. <laughs> That was that was some cabin fever right there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm 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 leaning more towards no. I don't well, let I me ask know. you this. Remember, you said four years you were married. The first two were good. The other two, not so much. Could you may have made it through the pandemic with the two years that were good, X X X, or the two years bad X? Which two one? Years, two years good. I could have made it to the pandemic. It'd been, it'd been cool. Two years bad. No, I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> out. It's, it's, it's Corona outside. I got a better chance outside. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. All right, Sheila. I gotta come to you because you have made it through the pandemic and all them ups and downs that you've had have prepared you, but this is a 
unprecedented situation. What you think? Okay, so, can yeah. I can I give you a guess? Since I'm your sister, I guess y'all would have made it. But man, I would have been there for the comedy. Oh my God, I would have been there for the. I would have had me some install some IP cameras or something, because I'd have to capture that. But go ahead. So yes, we would have made it through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have been at least twenty pounds heavier, at least, because the man can cook, and um, we would have. Um, he would have been cooking up a storm. And uh, yeah, we would have made it though, and we would have had some comedy up in this place. It would have been. Y'all would have had a lot of cooking and eating. A lot of cooking and eating. We would have been playing cards. Playing, a lot of playing five hundred. Yeah, we would have been playing cards and and uh, a whole lot of music. Yeah, a lot. And a whole lot of a whole lot of drinking. <laughs> Yes, probably not, a little bit more than we should have, and then not uh, lush drinking, a just a little, little sip, little sips, little, little, mm -hmm. little movies and stuff. So yeah, we see, would have made it. See, I was messed up because the liquor stores down here was closed, so I couldn't get to them. We we talking about oh 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 wait a minute, oh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, North Carolina, wait. in North the Carolina, store the was ABC. essential. <laughs> we were essential. Man, the what? workers had to go to work in the ABC store. You could not stay home because of COVID. You That's had right. to come to work. I said, you have got to be kidding me. We were now stuck. the supermarket. Supermarket was open. I tell you, but they didn't have they didn't have hard enough liquor. Let me just say that. Right, like, the supermarkets don't have that. Yeah, they don't have that hard enough liquor. No, need, they just I have beer. It. They just got beer and wine. I don't pandemic, drink beer and wine. I, I, needed, I needed some douce through that pandemic. Uh, right. Well, you could have come down here to North Carolina and yeah. got you whatever you wanted. That's well, right. You know you remember, you remember you weren't supposed to go outside. The whole, the whole story they was telling us was that uh -uh. the was outside. Uh -uh. You couldn't go outside unless you needed to go get something essential. essential. And, and your liquor is essential. essential. <laughs> you know, I'm That's just telling you, this is how crazy uh, North Carolina is. It was funny. It was funny. I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be the Bible belt. I'm, I'm looking at my Bible right now. I can go get this Bible and I need to wave it in the camera because North Carolina try to act like they're so holier than now. But when it comes to that liquor, North Carolina don't play. Tar Heel State don't play about that liquor now. I'm just no, letting you know. Uh -uh. No, nope, go to the that doctor, is, to the hilarious. gas station, the grocery store, and the liquor store. Oh, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Carlson in the comments, Sheila, talking about who play 500. Y'all don't want them problems. Man, we will tear you up. We old school 500 players. We, we probably wrote the instructions on how to play the game. Man, don't mess with us. We don't mess with it. us. We used, to, we used to bump it up to 2,500. Yeah, that's fine. We'll play whatever. We can make it up to 50 if you want. I'm no, see, 2,500, <laughs> no. 500, get there quick and get the hell on to the next game. Mm -hmm. Sheila had a book. She had a spiral notebook that had all the games <laughs> written down in it. And I mean, she didn't waste near space. She used to divide it with a dark line. <laughs> 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 Keep on. Keep on. 
and keep on. We play and play. Bill <laughs> Carson is crazy, boy. Carson is crazy. He said boy. I was on the road oh, when the pandemic started. So only complaining I heard was my wife being upset. She was home alone and couldn't leave. Oh. And I was like, okay. That's what's dope about finding your forever person when y'all broke together because we come together. Yes. That's the one thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to say this publicly. I don't mean to embarrass my sister, but the one thing I can say watching my sister and her ex-husband is they were fabulous in a crisis. It was like they had no problems between them. You couldn't tell shit because synergy in a crisis it's it's like it's like my sister and I now. If we are in a crisis, it's like we're like this. We know what to do. We know what our strengths and weaknesses are. Okay, you gonna handle. We almost don't even have to say it. Mm-hmm. You do this and you that. We just do it in a crisis, and it's done. And that's why I say in this pandemic, she she and her ex they would have made it. Shout out to my brother in law. Shout out to him if he's watching. Right. I give him props, man. Y'all had y'all prop, but man, that man, I saw y'all get through some really tough times, and that man was there for him, for you, and you were there for him. I'm on the outside looking in. I'm thinking everything is like roses and candy and flowers. I don't know anything because y'all were just doing it. But that's how and another, I respect it. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. y'all didn't put all y'all business out on the street. Y'all wasn't arguing and you know, slamming doors, running around in front of people, in front of company, acting a fool and my motherfucker. You wasn't doing all that. So I mean, shout out to y'all. My vote is y'all definitely would have made it through the pandemic. And look, when we all was up in there living together, you would have had us all making it in the pandemic. All oh, eight yeah. of us in the house. Oh yeah, it, it, it definitely would have been um, because we were we were good at identifying each other's strengths and, and weaknesses and leveraging that. Because he is, I mean, just because our marriage didn't work, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say he's, you know, he's say anything negative about him. He's a good man. It just wasn't. We weren't the best for each other is the best way I would describe it. We weren't the best for each other. I, and I say that y'all were the right ones for each other at the time. At that time, yes. I, I, I think that's true. At that time. Mm-hmm. He was um, what you, you needed. You, know, you can still, you what crazy needed. because you can still grow apart. Because y'all, mm-hmm. y'all know, you'll see things right. differently. That's, right, right, that's right. That's crazy, but you know what? Um, I, like I always say, you know, God bless my ex-wife. You know she, you know she's doing her thing now. I'm happy for. Her. Um, but yeah, at the time things was good. Now, you know, God bless her. I'm gonna get in. Gotta, I'm gonna get in. Go I'm gonna get into what comes next and the goodness after divorce in a minute. I'm gonna read these read these comments because these comments are cracking me up. Um. BJ was BJ y'all is in Baltimore. He said our markets don't sell liquor. I know in Virginia they sell it in 7-Eleven and shit. Yeah, they do. And in Michigan they sell it in the convenience store too. 
but they don't sell it in, in the convenience store down here in North Carolina. And BJ said they deliver liquor there. Oh, yeah, they deliver liquor now in Philly. But before, mm -hmm. I'm talking about during that pandemic. Nah, mm -hmm. BJ told me to school his ass when I was talking to Carlson about that 500. He told me to school him. And Carlson said, did this, Sheila? I think we he going to have to come to North Carolina because he said, y'all can play as a team and still need help messing with me. You don't know, brother. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You, you don't read, know what you you're asking they, for. You better read their rule book first. Mm -mm. BJ yeah, said we need BJ said we need Sheila on the What's Next podcast. No, you can't have her. You can't. That's BJ saying this stuff is dignity. That's BJ saying. No, the side Joan has exclusive rights to Sheila Mullen. She can't be on nobody else's show. How about Man. that? She just signed exclusive. a side Joan contract. Mm -hmm. No NDI, no non-disclosure, the NDA. Was that non-disclosure agreement? Nice Something like that. Right, yeah. But anyway, all right. So yeah, I just wanted to get that question out there because that this pandemic is new, I tell you. So I want to get to the other side. Are you friend? Can you pick can marry people that get divorced, stay friends? Yeah. And how, what is that? And what does that friendship look like? What can it look like? Just because you go through, what if you go through a difficult divorce? How can you get to the friend side? Mm -hmm. What do you do with that? How do you do that, Sheila? I'll let you ask. So, um, so the divorce was difficult. I, like I said, it was 30 years. So it was difficult. And I had daughters um, who were senior and a sophomore in high school when it first started. And then when it finished, they were both um, going to college. So it's it was very difficult, very difficult. But you can be friends. We're friends now. And what does a friendship look like? To this day, I could call him or he could call me. And all we have to do is say one or two things. And we're either both cracking up or saying, yes, I remember, blah, blah, blah. Because we've lived and gone through so much. And when you're married, you learn things about the other person that are so individual and intimate. And so if he makes a, says a word or has a gesture or something, I will know exactly what he's talking about, where everybody else won't even have a clue. Uh, he and I could have a conversation about a piece of paper and everyone just thinks, why are they talking about that piece of paper when we're actually having a whole nother conversation <laughs> and no one knows. So yeah, we are. And, um, and we're able to have, you know, pretty honest, just um, open discussions about things because we both learned from the marriage and then from the divorce. And so, um, so it can happen. Now, luckily in my relationships, we did not deal with abuse and addiction and, you know, other criminal activity or things like that. You know, that adds a different nuance to it. But for what we had, as difficult as the divorce was, um, yeah, 
you can have you can be friends. All right, Mr. Mr. Anythinker. Yeah, I believe I, I also believe you can be friends now. Um I haven't made that decision to go be friends or make a phone call or nothing like that. I can't say and say that. I haven't done that. Um last time I seen her, we signed the papers, which was like last year. That was it. I ain't got no ill will towards anything like that, but I just haven't made that decision to go make the phone call and be friends and like that. And she ain't called me, so yeah. But yeah. you would be would you be open to that though? Let's say if she reached out to you one day, would you be open to it? Yeah, I answer the phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Dennis. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> but you do you think you will ever reach out to her? I don't think it's a need. That's why I'm like, uh, when I see her in the street, you know, I say what's up or anything like that, but I I really don't see the need. I mean, it's that's all. I don't really see the need. Okay, so Rashawn, uh time with Sean. Rashawn said, hell no. He said, yo, the no, no, no. He ain't being friends. So I guess that's him. He ain't being friends. Carlson said, I'm not that mature at this point. You know too much, and I may as well keep you. Well, I mean, I understand that. I understand that point of view. But I'm friends with all my exes. I don't know what that says about me. But remember, well, I, mean, I was never to them. But I had some serious relationships. I've been engaged four times. It's not like I wasn't asked. Right. But no. it was no. serious relationships, but I didn't get married. And I'm friends with all my exes. I think too, um, you know, when you got in a divorce, you have there's a, a level of forgiveness that needs to occur. You have to forgive them, but you also have to forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. And once I got through that phase, I was good. And I, and I mean, was I, that a I'm difficult great. phase for you? Was yes. that a difficult phase for you? Yes, mm -hmm. it was very difficult. Um, and believe it or not, the most difficult was forgiving myself. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I wasn't a bad woman. Um, but there are just some things I could have done different. And, um, and that's hard. So I think when you forgive them and you forgive yourself, it gives you a level of freedom where it doesn't even matter. You can actually genuinely care, care about them, but not um, feel any other connection, but you just genuinely care for their well-being and hope them well. And you know, I would love to meet his new girlfriend if he has one. Um, I would, you know, I, hey, you know, I, it, it just wouldn't bother. It would look not at, bother. Look at me. <clears throat> well, you, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just saying, it wouldn't bother me. I don't want to meet her. No, I'm just. I'm just <laughs> to be honest with you, it, it definitely wouldn't bother me either. I wouldn't have a problem yeah. with it. Um, yeah, mm. I want to be happy. That's it. Yeah, I'm I just want to be happy. Yeah. yeah, I just want everybody to be happy. You know me, I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to like everybody and 
everything to be pie in the sky. That's me. That's that's the desire of the chocolate girl's heart is for everybody to love everybody, everybody dance in the sun and kick rain and do whatever. That's what I want. But as you know, what's kind of crazy though, Shan? You know what's kind of crazy? Uh -huh. Five years ago, if I'd met you five years ago and you would have asked me, uh, you think you and your, your daughter's mother ever gonna be tight and friends again? I'd have told you, hell no. <laughs> but 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 now we call each other on the phone, have long conversations. Half of the time, it don't even be about America. I'm like, this conversation's going a little bit too far. We ain't talking about America. I gotta end this. Like, I just be saying, myself, I gotta end this. This might go somewhere else. I gotta end this. Oh, believe me. Yeah. I understand that right there. <laughs> right. Like, and then when yeah. you're on the phone for an hour, you're like, right, I'm on the phone. We ain't talking about my son. Right. <laughs> right. That's when you go. start to realize, like, hold up. Hold yeah, up. I gotta go. I don't, I don't flash back to a time where I was before and I'm not there no more. Right. Oh, that's right. It's 2021. Okay, let me go. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. It's like, wake up, girl. Wake up. Flash of water on your face and keep it moving. But yeah, I get it. I get it. So sometimes, you know, it's great when you can be friends with your ex. You got a divorce and you realize all those reasons why you got divorced in the first place. And then you don't see each other for a while, and then you run into them on the street somewhere. Now, all of a sudden, they're looking good, and they're treating you nice. Maybe they learn all those lessons that they didn't learn before, and y'all really become friends. And then y'all become closer friends. And then all of a sudden, you realize you have romantic feelings for each other again. And then sure, all of a sure, sudden, sure. y'all starting to go out. And then sure. the next thing you know, Y'all talking about, uh, hey, you want to get married again? Let me get the question out. Calm down. The natives are restless. I get it. <laughs> but the percentage of remarriages that are successful are later are less than 30%. So is it something that you would do? Would you remarry the same person? No. Nah. No, I wouldn't. Why or, um, why or why not? In your well, case, why? Why well, not? Okay, so in my case, um, I gave every bit of me and more to make it work the first time. And I, so this might be a personality thing, but once I finally close the door, I don't go back. I don't, I don't reopen doors. You know, I, I do that concept in the Bible. When you leave, um, leave, don't turn around and look back. You only learn from that experience, but you don't have to reverse your steps. I'm not going back. Um, I don't think that would be in his best interest or mine. So that is not going to ever, I don't want to say ever happen, never, but 99.9% .9 confident that that will never happen again. Yeah, and you, I'm Dennis? On, I'm on the same note. Um, it's not that I don't go back and reopen doors. I do go back and reopen the same doors, but that you know that time and that door shut. You know, it was none. It was good times. It was bad times, and it's, and it's over. You know I mean? But I, but I, I, you know, I ain't got no problem seeing in the street. Going out, we go out, we go to a wine tasting, hit a day party. You know what I'm talking about? But don't think, don't think nothing going over. Ain't nothing going on over. Right. Hit yeah. Day party. Dennis, be chilling. I Guess agree what? with that, Dennis. I agree because like what? I could go shopping with him, 
the man is a great shopper, believe it or not. Um, I could do stuff like that. I mean, but then there are other things that I won't do. So, but but is it going to ever cross that line? No, no. Mm -mm. It happens. I'm just saying it won't happen here. But Dennis, you got somebody, you got a supporter in the comments that said, hell no, I'm speaking for Dennis. Hell no, no. (laughs) That's your boy, Time with Sean. He said no. Uh, she gonna get him, Sharon. He says she gonna get him. You talking about my baby mama? <laughs> she gonna get him. Keep saying But anyway, all right. Well, that was fun. That was fun to look at. But um, do you all ever miss the married life, or are you good with being single right now? Um, I'm good with being single. I do miss some things about the married life. Some things you do miss. You know what I mean? Um. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the freak version of me, uh, miss sleeping butt naked, cuddling, um, and helping out at night. But other than that, uh, you, you get that anyway, so it really, really ain't that much. Oh, you can. You can. You put the effort in, you can get anywhere. E for effort. But doesn't that, F, but doesn't that feel F different getting it anywhere? Um, getting butt naked, cuddling anywhere? Ain't it ain't the same as when you cuddling with the, right? Because y'all told me before that marriage is different. It is so. I'm just sticking. I'm just sticking in line with the energy. Well, you know what? It's different. All right, all right. Sheila, what about you? I'm good. I'm good. I um, I'm good either way. I do. There are things about marriage that I definitely, definitely miss. Um, but I am living my best life as a single woman. So Would you, So are both of you open to getting married again to someone else, getting married again? Dennis? Yes. yes. Okay. Sheila? I'll take, I'll take a chance. Yes. I, oh, we gonna have to talk about this because that ain't what you told me. Well, <laughs> so okay. Stop putting that business on the street. <laughs> so my, so my answer is not absolute. Like, okay, I got it. I, I, I you know, I don't want to say I will never get married again. Um, yeah, because never is a long, never is a long never time. Never is a long time, and I plan on being here for a while and having yeah. fun while I'm here. And having that companionship and just, uh, yeah, uh, that part I miss. Traveling together and just, you know, just exploring the rest of the world, raising his and her, my grandkids. And uh, and all of that, uh, yeah, I miss that. And I would love to have that again. Then on the other side, I enjoy my being single. I enjoy the single You ain't got to wake up and say nothing to nobody. It's more so like. Right. I, I mean, you ain't got to yeah. check in and all that. Checking in, sometimes checking in is playing that. I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm checking yeah. in is playing that. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to tell my wife. Uh, now she got a hard well, 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 see, that's where I come in because she has to check in with me. Even yeah, though she ain't married to me, she got to check in with me. Because, damn it, I got to know she's okay. And she got to know I'm okay. So, 
if I don't check in with her, she mad. And if I don't, she don't check in with me, I'm mad. That's just the way we roll. Now, when she gets gets a husband, it's a little different. Because see, you being mad at her, she know all, you know, Sharon, my fuck, come on over the house. Let's come on, sit down. Let's take some tea. Let's talk about it. (laughs) And in the house, that shit might go on for a week. That might be for a week. That's true. Now yeah. the middle of the bed, cold as ice. Cause ain't even one of y'all. Right. Like, that's too much. Yeah. Too much drama. She don't yeah. know all she all she got to do is cook me some party chicken, and make me a blueberry pound cake, and so I'm sound good. Like some, sound like somebody's just pitching in for something to eat tonight. I ain't party chicken. blueberry pound cake, maybe a good corn pudding and a uh some macaroni and cheese and some broccoli. Be good. Yeah, so, so I don't want to say no, um, but I'm not saying I've got to get married again. That's not what I'm saying. But I would be nice. I'm going to say no, it's not a rush. I'm taking my time. Mm-hmm. But um, if the right one comes along and I, right. I see that all, you know, everything is there and we done had all the kinds, I'm going to she's going to get tired of these conversations I'm going to keep having. So you sure if I... <laughs> If I lose both legs and you know all, all my jobs and all the money's going, you still gonna be right there. You sure? All right, I'm gonna keep asking you this, and you better keep giving me the same answer every thirty six times. And Dennis, Dennis, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised because a lot of women are the, one of their biggest complaints is the fact that the men don't want to talk. So the fact that you're willing to have those conversations will be very refreshing. Oh, oh that's, that's one of that's wait one a of minute. Hold I'm, up, I'm divorced now. Because let me speak up. Terrible. Let me speak up because I have to take some credit because he and I talk about this subject all the time, mm-hmm. and I do tell him, Dennis, you've got to say something. Yes. <laughs> That's the first. He'll tell me something, and the first thing I'll say is, "Did you tell him?" You're right. That's and right. he said, and "He'll uh, no." I'm like, "Okay, what, what you telling me for?" Right. You Dr. got Dr. to Dr. say Dr. something. I'm big on that. I am big on communication. Communication is key in is. everything you do. You cannot escape it. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, you something cannot. that I that I just don't like, right? Like, um, I, I call it like meaningless arguments and uh, things. And the, the one of the things I messed up on is things that I thought was common sense. Common sense ain't common there. Common. So the, yeah, my, true, that. that's one. That's one of the biggest things I messed up on. So here's the here's like one of the meaningless arguments I had. Mind you, everybody know on Friday is pizza. Pizza every Friday. So when I get pizza, you know, at the time it was like six, seven kids there. So I get like six, seven boxes of pizza. Get it from Little C's, five dollars a box. So we had a conversation and she was like, why do you get so much pizza? I was like, because the kids eat pizza for breakfast anymore. Now, neither one of us get up early enough for breakfast. We're brunch people. We don't get up to about two and a half to on, on a Saturday morning. But so we having a conversation. She like, they don't eat pizza for breakfast. I said, who, who what kids you know? What, what kids you talking about? You know the kids now? The my kids? She's like, yeah. I said, all right, I ain't, I ain't talking no more. You right? They don't eat pizza for breakfast. You right? And now, and now I shut it down. Like I ain't. Now that's an argument because I don't want to sit here and have this conversation with you 
over something that's been done all the time. I've been doing this every Friday, every Saturday morning, they eat pizza for breakfast. Why are we? This is a meaningless argument to me. Why are we having it? But that'll get you a cold bed for a week, doghouse for a week. You know what I mean? All right. To me, it was dumb. The only thing I can say about that is in that particular instance, okay. But what I the, the issues that I have is when there are issues and concerns and a person does not express it to the other person. And the other person has no idea that they're feeling this way right. until it comes to a head and then it's too big to solve. And then the other person like, you never told me. Never said that. Mm-hmm. You never said, I, I had no idea that this was a problem. That's well, true. you should have known. And, and, oh, and I, don't say that to me. Don't say, and, don't say what I should have known. I'm a smart ass girl, but I can't possibly know what you thinking all the time. I can't read your mind. You need to open your mouth and communicate and tell me. So tell I me think- you don't like it when I call you boss. I had a friend, he didn't like people to call him boss. I didn't know that at first. <laughs> and so I used to call him boss. It used to slip off my tongue. I didn't know it was bothering him until one day he got mad at me. So I think in that case, um, sometimes you have triggers especially when you're well it doesn't matter you you just it doesn't matter the age sometimes you have triggers and things end up bothering you or happen that you don't even realize yourself are an issue right you don't and then you you end up yeah Yeah. because i think about an uh an argument and um if he was listening to this he would um he'll he'll he would acknowledge my ex want, decided to go play golf. Oh, Lord. And he said he was going to oh, go play Lord. golf and start playing golf every week. And I lost. Now, he said he's going to play golf. He made enough money to pay golf, pay for it. He had golf clubs. He had everything. He told me what golf course he's going to, who he's going with. There was nothing wrong with him going to play golf. Hey, I, hey, Sheila, I'm going to go play golf every week. And yet Sheila went ballistic. I went off. And I'm not a hellraiser kind of person, but I can if you cross my line. And I went off. I went off. I went off. And then afterwards, I was like, why did I react that? What in the world? Hilarious. I mean... Because he was sitting there like, you know, what is wrong with this woman? I didn't say I was about to go spend $10,000 on putt-putt. I mean, you know what I mean? It wasn't. It was just ridiculous. But um, I tell you that story because sometimes things happen and you don't realize that you have something in your suitcase, in your luggage that is bothering you. But once you do realize it, you need to say something. I mean, I had to go back to him and say, hey, look, I I know I I, I overreacted. I'm sorry. Now let me tell you why I did that. 
And I'm not saying it's right, but I'm gonna at least tell you why I responded that way. <laughs> let's talk about you know, what what's gonna happen going forward. But at the time, I was a crazy woman. I mean, it, I was crazy. <laughs> I was just, mm -hmm. So sometimes you don't know at the time, but you got to always look back and reflect on your behavior. Don't always look at what he did or she did this to me. Look at how you responded or what you did and hold yourself accountable for your stuff. And then you need to share that with the other person. Yeah, you do. It's, it's, and, and it's your responsibility to do it. Yes, it's it not was. the other person's responsibility, responsibility to draw it out of you. No, it's it your really responsibility isn't. to do it. Yeah, it is. You know, I had to eat crow that day. I had to eat a whole crow for a whole whole week, probably. <laughs> but you know, I did act like a fool, and I had to acknowledge that. I had to acknowledge it, and he didn't have to come to me and say, "Well, why did you then? Why did you act like that?" Or why he didn't have to come ask me. Um, you know, I just had to acknowledge it and then I had to go to him. And if we each hold ourselves accountable for our own behavior and then communicate, we would be better off. We'd have less disagreements. You'll stay more humble. You'll stay, you know, it, it just adds to the relationship. So, I agree. Did you you got to talk about it. You had some other questions, I thought, too. Who, me? Uh-huh. I, I asked every question on the list except one. Uh, yeah. So here's the last thing we're going to end on. <clears throat> what advice do you have for couples going through a hard time? Can the marriage be saved? What would it take? If someone, a couple comes to you and asks you this, what kind of advice would you give them? Go ahead, Dennis. Well, first, it depends on what's the hard time. Um, is it hard financially? Um, is, is it hard uh, because of the temptation? Because that's nothing we can talk about. The temptation in marriage is, is uh, through the roof. I don't know where these uh, people come from that once they see your ring that they want to get naked and start doing all this with you. The crazy thing is, I'm now divorced. Don't wear the ring. Same people don't want to do it. Same people. It's a, it's a, Sharon, it's crazy. Same people don't want to do it. When I had the ring on, they, they, these same girls would have been That's them low self-esteem girls. You don't need to mess with them anyway. Keep going. I ain't got the, I ain't got the ring on the Same people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Low self-esteem girls do that. Guys too. Yeah. But go well, ahead. I'm going to I'm gonna have to say Rashawn told me that. Yeah, you, you go ahead. Go ahead, Sheila. Uh, well, first, um, well, really identify what is the source of the challenge. What is the real problem? Is the real problem that let's say if it's financial, is the real problem um, we're, we're financially strapped because we don't make enough money or we financially strapped because we didn't spend it right. <coughs> That's an example. Really identify what the real problem is so that you are dealing with the real problem versus just dealing with the uh, symptoms. 
Two, I really think you need to meditate, pray together about it. And you both need to discuss it very candidly. If um, you own your part and you identify and discuss what you perceive as their part and come up with a plan to make it work. If it's more of an emotional thing, a relationship thing, you just gotta be honest with yourself and really know what are you thinking, how you feel, and what you want and who you want to be in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we touched on it. So ending a relationship is very difficult. I don't care if it's for three weeks or 30 years. It is hard. But being true to yourself and true with God and, and acting with good intent with intellect and integrity, I think is critical to it. And then um, you said hard times. If you really want someone in your life, you really want your marriage, you do every daggone thing you can to make it work. You cannot change them, but you can change you. You do every single thing you can to make it work. Then once you've gotten to a point where it does not matter, like in a case of abuse, you know, there, that, that's a different situation. So I'm going to pick something extreme. Abusive behavior is not something, it doesn't matter what you do as a victim. It's going to continue. So then you need to end them. Then you have to make that tough decision to end the relationship for your own safety. And it's not only your physical safety, it's your emotional, psychological safety as well. And that of all your loved ones who are watching this. Um, So you got to try to do everything you can. But when you get to that point where you know we are not aligned in trying to make this work together, then you have to go ahead and make the difficult decision to be apart. But there's a whole lot of work that can happen before then. And it needs to be all three parties, you, the other person, and God. If there's only two of you working together, it is it makes it more difficult. So talk to each other honestly. Be honest with yourself and talk to them honestly. Pray about it. Get advice. Get a counselor. Do do whatever you can to make it work. It'll be worth it in the long run. Yeah, uh, if you if you do it right, it'll be worth it in the long run because you know in the long run you'll look back on your life. <laughs> Other things we're going through now. If it's like like you said, it was something extreme. Like I, I haven't been through none of that extreme stuff either with abuse or drug addiction. So I don't, I don't learn about that. Okay. All right. Well, that wraps up my list of questions for the OGs of relationships. The old G and the new newer G. Um, but Sheila. <clears throat> this is the point we come in our 
in our session where we give our final thoughts. So any final thoughts you'd like to leave with our, our viewers and everyone else today? Well, um, yeah, I can say this. Love is the number one uh, most important emotion, feeling. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love is wonderful. Um, marriage is wonderful. And I think it's something, you know, that each one of us can strive to have. Um, if you're in a marriage, be in the marriage, make it great. Focus on making that person, that significant other, make them happy every single day. Pick something. It could be something as simple as emptying the dishwasher um, or vacuuming the floor. It could be something that simple. Yeah, but just trying to do little things to make sure they know you love and appreciate them, build them up. For those who have never been married, that doesn't mean you're not loved. You you continue to pray and find out what path God has for you. And then for us who've been divorced, we've been married. Now we're not. That doesn't mean um, it's. Um, we've only had one shot that significant other that soulmate may still be out there so you keep being a wonderful you while god is refining you and the person to eventually meet so good luck with your love guys like that all right like that <clears throat> well dennis the guest is there yeah. anything that you, any final thoughts? Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to agree with what Sheila said. She was right. Um, I'm also gonna say it again. Make sure y'all talk about each and everything, you know, even if it hurts. Talk about each and everything. And do not, and I mean this, do not bring anything back up and throw it in the person's face. You will lose the communication immediately. If you throw it back in their face, they told you goes in a special box and stays there. I don't care how mad they made you that they that you want to say, don't say it. And if you're the person that's built to say things that's gonna hurt that person, just that's just what your communication is gonna be. It's gonna be hurt, and you're gonna be wondering why they ain't talking to you, why they talking to somebody else for three four hours, but then go upstairs to you and say two words to you. Obviously, hurt people hurt people. That's what it is. That's what I'm going to finish with. All right. And for me, this has been a, such an exciting and important show, I feel, because, you know, people do relationship shows all the time, but I felt like we were able to have a very open and honest conversation about relationships here today. I felt like this was a special time. So, Thank you, Sheila, for being our guest today. And thank you, Dennis, for actually sharing this side of you. I know your sports friends on other pages are going to be stunned when they view this because they get to see the real side of Dennis Holmes, not the Ignorant Thinkers podcast. And I think this was a very important show and helpful. It's going to be helpful to people. Um, <clears throat> I do want to mention that our health and wellness segment 
more bounce is still coming. I'm working on some things to go with it before we launch it. So I, I don't have a segment today, but it's still coming. It'll help you put some more bounce in your step. Get you, <laughs> get them praise shoulders going, them arms swinging, be your best self, feel your best self, think the best, all of that. So I'm very excited about that. We're very excited about that. But I want to leave you, I always leave you with some quotes of inspiration. And I have two today. One, the way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Right. Amen. If you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Right? And a lot of people don't like rain. But, but no rainbow exists without the rain. You got to have that. So you're going to have good, you're going to have bad. In relationships, you got to be willing to work it out. Because yes. one has, you can't have one without the other. Also, failure is not the opposite of success. No. It's actually part of success. It's part of it. And the reason why is you hear about these people, they fail, 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 fail before they get it right. That's anything, anything worthwhile. My mother used to always say anything worthwhile is not easy. And so you're going to push through the failures and get to the success. But that's also creating who you are. It's writing on the slate of who you are. With every failure and success, they're both a part of you. So just recognize the failures for what they are. And they lead to that success. And that's always a great thing. So those are my two thoughts there to leave you with. And Dennis, I throw this back to you to close us out. Uh, sunshine, blue skies, please go away. <laughs> <laughs> My girl has found another and gone away. Oh, Lord, you're so silly. <laughs>